you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Reports. Special episode for you guys here this week, coming to you from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, here from the Indiana Convention Center, where a lot of the work going on here ahead of the first workouts, which begin Thursday. Of course, you can see an NFL Network go through Sunday. And our pals here and insider is insiders extraordinaire, Tom Pelissero, Ian Rappaport. Guys, great to be back here in the Circle City, the Hoosier State, with all of you guys. The looks on your face uh, with that kind of enthusiasm. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, so I was on um, I was on another program. You, Pat ki- you show. killed Indianapolis. Yeah, that's kind I, of the best well, I'm they let you in here. You know who I got a text from immediately was Chris Ballard. So Ooh. for people who don't know, I was on the McAfee show and I made a joke. It was not a joke. It was true. But I made a joke about how cold I always am. And the only memories I have of Indy are walking back to my hotel room absolutely freezing with no jacket. Because one year I brought a jacket to unprepared, Indy. Unprepared so what it sounds like. No, a no, no, no. Not unprepared. Okay. I brought a jacket to Prime 47 left it there, Yes. went the next night with a different jacket, left that there, and my wife like was as angry at me as she maybe has ever been, and I'm like, I'm never wearing a jacket out again. Did you pick those back up this week? Did they hold them for you for the last uh, two years? No, but I, I did. I do constantly look around to see if anyone... One was like an NFL Network jacket, but there wasn't a lot of them, so I do actually look around for it from time to see if anyone's wearing it. No, so I don't wear a jacket, so I always say is like, I'm freezing. So I walk around from bar to bar, and I'm just freezing. And then the Indianapolis Star wrote a story on my comments about how I slammed Indy. And then, like, Ballard texts me, and he's like, why would you do that to our city? He's like, I am going to kill you from the podium. I'm like, don't kill me from the podium. Oh, my gosh. Which he didn't. Here's what you're doing is you're making yourself the story, and You're supposed to be gathering the stories. Accidentally. He's inserting himself in the story, After, what, like 12 years of NFL Network, something like that? Like you're still figuring out how TV and the internet work. <laughs> I was not. Like if you say something, someone might hear it and then repeat it. So right. So we know how Ian feels about Indianapolis. How excited are you to be back here? Uh, I'm at the thrilled, Tom. and I I legitimately love Indianapolis. I know that there's going to be a lot of discussion about the event potentially moving to yeah. L.A. or to Dallas, and setting aside those alternatives. The way that this place is set up, the interconnectivity of it. We're not freezing this week. It's in the 60s. It's actually Notice great. that. Ian and I walked over here outside to the stadium, which I can't ever remember yeah. doing yeah. Uh, at the Combine. But Indianapolis yeah. has, has a lot going for it in terms of the restaurants, the all the different places. And you kind of get a feel for it after many years. You know what teams are in what hotels. You know yep. where agents and teams <laughs> get together. You kind of know all those things. So like if you need to bump into someone, you've got a pretty good idea of, of where that... Uh, that might happen. I also love the simplicity of, you know, every time that like there's these longer trips and I'm always like, if I remember to do it like a month out, like I'll book dinner reservations at different places. Yes. And like here, I'm just like eight o'clock at St. Elmo's, 
yeah. every night. <laughs> just the whole week. Yeah. So I'll be back there tonight. I'll be back There's tomorrow. other good places. Don't there get me are, wrong. But it's just like, yeah. this is like the simple, everyone knows where it is. Yep. Still good. Always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything, any other words to share about St. Elmo's that might get written about tomorrow? Um, <laughs> I love the shrimp cocktail. Deal. Um, I sent my wife a lovely picture of the shrimp cocktail last night at Harry and Izzy's, and she sent me back the emoji that's oh, the I was red at Harry face. And Izzy's last and, night. Oh, you didn't come by and say hello? I didn't see you. Uh, I had big, I had other, I had big guests Who with are you me. with? With uh, Daniel. Daniel Jeremiah. Um, nice guy. And, uh, oh, a couple some, sources. Some I saw, friends. Yes. I saw some of his friends. I said, okay. gave big hugs go. to some of his friends. Yes. There you go. Good exactly sources. Exactly right. Um, so let, let's talk about though, about the mechanics of this event and how valuable it is for you guys in terms of information gathering and, you know, what it's like to have that back this year, as opposed to last year where this event was shuttered, shuttered to literally everyone except for medical personnel and the prospects. I mean, is it, is it that valuable oh for you to God. be back? Here? I underestimated how valuable and just like enjoyable it would be. Yeah. You know, like, so a bunch of new GMs, bunch of new coaches and coaches. I That's knew a, a lot point. of them GMs. I didn't know all of them. And even just to be able to be like, hello, I'm whoever yep. and have that initial conversation. Like I missed that for two years. Last night I had a coach who I've been talking to for a year. Look at me and be like, Ian. And I was like, you. And then like, we had not met in person. Really? Like, this is all where it happened. So like, I, I missed it terribly, and well, I, I mean, really think about do it. Love We've got week. what fifteen new yeah. head coaches since twenty twenty, essentially something something in that range, and probably ten new GMs in that right. time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's been a Not lot like of turnover. I think that, but, right, I mean, everybody was kind of locked down for quite a while. Yeah. Last year was a little bit more normal, but you missed out on you know certain events and, and get-togethers. So yeah, I mean, there's people that you get to know. Yeah you know, over the phone or whatever, and you never actually get to meet them in person. So, you know, now doing that stuff, even to see like some of the new head coaches and stuff like that, you know, we had Kevin O'Connell, Josh McDaniels on set. I got to catch up with Mike McDaniel earlier, uh, who every, everything that comes out of his mouth is so hilarious and unique and spur of the moment. Like he's, he's a fascinating individual. And yeah. so like everything he does, like the video, I think it was you retweeted or maybe it was Andrew with him like so pumping his fist when John Lynch said something nice about him at the oh, podium and he was yeah, standing, awesome. the, standing in the crowd. Yeah, like, John. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, it's going to be good. really interesting to see how, how that plays out. I think you get, um, you get to know the dynamics a little bit because you observe people together. You yeah. Know, just kind of how they are even when they're walking around, how they interact with the media and stuff like that. I was thinking like about that with, we saw, I don't think it's a secret, we saw some of the Vikings coaches yeah. out last night and second night in a row and they were all together. And everyone has friends around the league, but, like, they were all together. And, like, whatever bonding that is, like, that's really valuable. I would, I would also say this, because there was a, a story that was written by some website last year that, you know, basically made out, like, or two years ago, but oh, they, made out the combine to be, like, a, you know, a frat on, party yeah, clown show. Ridiculous. Like, no, everyone's out super late because, like, you're trying to see people. Yes. And, like, they're spread out. Yeah. This is now everything's not doing pretty Jager centralized. Bombs, I mean, right. I mean, not, not, not anymore, everyone. that's for sure. Maybe once upon a time at the <laughs> right. combine for me, but not anymore. It's just, like, you're just... I actually enjoy Jägermeister. Not the Jaeger bombs, but, like, I could see Jägermeister. It is a delicious drink. You're a it's, weirdo. Uh, um, it's great. I think that's an episode for another day. Is that and, weird? At any rate, you <laughs> yeah. know, you feel like like last night I went to bed about two o'clock and I was like, man, I really should. And coaches were being like, oh, you coming down the street? And I'm like, no, I just I can't. Yeah, I did it last night. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it again. But there's just there's that many people in town. It's it's fun. You know, it's a big networking event for coaches and front office people too. Oh, certainly, because you know, as you're putting together when you have somebody get a job. 
the people they know, and granted, you go through interview process and whatnot, but like some of it is just getting in front of people. Yeah. Can you work with this person? You get to know people yeah. through these types of events. Yes. That's hugely valuable um, for everybody. Zabert Breer yeah. was talking, we are talking to Zach Taylor yesterday, talking about the various great things about the combine and these meetings and all that. And, you know, one of the good things for young coaches is like, this is a great time to connect and meet people and like coaches of all kinds. That's where opportunities are born. Yeah. But we were talking about, you know, minority coaches and, and how you get some of the really good minority coaches in front of decision makers. Like, this is a great place. Yeah. And, and you know, it's unfortunate that not all people send their staffs, but like, this is really valuable. So like when, like Zach was saying, and I don't think I'm like talking out of school here because yeah. it was like no secret. He was like, when he had to hire, I think a secondary coach, like he didn't really know any. Yeah. He needed to like do research because yeah. he knew the office, but like, this is a great place to get everyone together and meet and interconnect and mingle and like build connections. And for us, a lot of times when we're talking about people who may not be, you know, the head coaches, the GMs and things like that, like you get to know them in places like this in social settings, and then you can actually speak intelligently just about what type of yeah, guys they are. And then eventually so, they're right. GMs. So or, Monday night yeah. I had dinner and like one thing I always do is like I'll leave a seat at the table, whatever the reservation's for, I'll invite one, two, few people because you never know who's going to come That is up. a great So move. the other night a head coach just happened to be in the place, sits down with us. We're talking for, you know, an hour or so with me and a couple other people. And he starts talking about, we started talking about some of the issues in terms of the minority hiring numbers yeah. and things like that. So he's like, he started talking about one guy on his staff. He's like, this guy's so good. Nobody knows about him. Like, that guy should be a head coach. That's the guy you should be talking about. So I connected with him. I had breakfast with him this morning. Like, that's the stuff that happens that's just like the unique nature of everyone literally awesome. being in the same place all the time. And you get to know some of those people. And that's, you know, that's the only way that you kind of get to know some of those those people who are not necessarily the frontline face of the organization people and will probably find his way onto your uh next uh we'll see yeah. coaching gm candidate tom's we'll definitely see. not sourceless <laughs> so let me ask you <laughs> this. definitely not these are all my sources 100 percent. they're not see, i know they're not i know they're not the, I know people they're within not. league say should be on i the know they're not so this is a unique event because it's merging, you know, like the current NFL world with the future NFL world, right? And so how do you guys kind of balance the intel gathering on what's going on with teams with, you know, what's going on with prospects? I think that, you know, for us, like we're not, you know, we're not trying to do like we, we're not going to be watching the workouts. Like I'll peek at like the quarterback yeah, stuff of course, and things like that. But like I ultimately don't know what I'm looking at. Sure. So it's more about talking to people within the league like the least yeah here's the thing our, our set that we do on nfl network is awesome like the actual yeah. on the tv and getting like the new head coaches on the set and stuff yep. like that's super fun and i think it's great content but in terms of like the value to clubs most of it is not what happens in there it's not even what happens in the stadium right it's the medical and it's the interviews and it's all these other things that really until you get days or weeks down the line yeah. you don't necessarily get all the all the feedback again unless somebody does something really good or, or really, really bad, bad. Yeah. you don't hear about right. 90% of the stuff that's just kind of right. as expected and he just walked yeah, off on that's his fine. phone he's uh, he'll he'll be back he's got to charge his phone um so <laughs> Just see ya. No no goodbye <laughs> excuse me just, just say, takes the call that's, and that's walks where off. We're at. but in terms of this place like um so my dad, who was a longtime athletic mm-hmm. trainer in the league, you know, had probably been here for 30 of the 35 years that the the combine has been in Indianapolis. And I'd been in the league for longer than that. And, you know, loves this place as the home of the combine. And look, pl- staff members like that, coaches, GMs, all 
creatures of habit mm-hmm. uh, in a big sense. And this has become such a familiarity to them. How do you feel like the teams and the team personnel are going to adapt when and if this this does eventually change venues? Well, it's going to be a substantial adjustment. Nice yeah. to read. Sorry about hey, that. Hey, I'm thanks. Back. Welcome back, Ian. I think that you know, with Dallas, that would probably be fairly similar. It would yep. be different. Um, Great restaurants in Dallas. Yeah, but that stadium though is not close to a lot of stuff. And Eaglewood, right. SoFi Stadium is incredible, not close but it's to a not lot of stuff. You right. can't walk. There's not. You're not just going to walk out of the stadium and you are right, a fat right, right. walk from For, everywhere you uh, need yeah. to be and everyone you need to see. So that's some of the fundamental fabric of it is all those, the interactions, team to team, team to agent. Well, here's the other question. Let's, and I don't know the answer to this because I haven't dug that deeply into it, but let's say they move it to Dallas or LA. Yeah. Seems like certainly possible in the next couple of years. Do they do the medical offsite? Because it did seem to work doing remote medicals. It's hard to get the info by the end, but everyone got it and they all shared the info. Like, I wonder if they just do that here or just well, but, just the, but this is the own, whole purpose why yeah. it's centralized. Yeah, like why you right, have but it, it doesn't here. Need to you know you could like everyone has doctors, everyone shares info. You could have people have to go to team facilities and do it. Team doctors all share info. You could you could yeah. make their medical remote. You could make the drills at the uh, at the star. You can make the dinners at the Con Lodge and Mikosina. Here comes all the Indianapolis hate again. This is no, uh, like it's it, just making the case. No, and there's good restaurants in Indianapolis, but Dallas has really, really good restaurants, including okay. the best barbecue place in the world. Didn't you live in Dallas for a minute? I did three years. Okay. The med- the medical has changed too. Like the the process that they're using this year is a little bit different. Where how's that? It's one doctor is bringing each player around. It used to be you'd have however many rooms. I think it was six different yeah. rooms. So you have and six a cluster of teams. Presenting. Yep. Now it's one doctor goes and presents to everybody. Really? And so then, you know, they can ask questions and things like that. So it's a unique, it's a unique process. Like, it's not literally 32 doctors, like, going up and poking and prodding. Yeah. Although you can do that. It's in, like, a different setting. There's opportunities to do it. But it is a little bit different process here. The issue with doing everything remote is you're trusting local doctors. Yeah. And maybe some of them are team physicians, some of them are not. Like, you have 32 different team doctors, 32 teams with different degrees of risk tolerance. Sure. So when you're talking about some of the stuff, take Carson Strong's knee, for example. He's got osteochondritis. He's had it since high school. He's had several procedures. Wasn't 100% last year. Had a a couple of procedures on it. Says he's 100%. You know, better. He told me he's a hundred times better in terms of his mobility now than he was during last season. But that's a unique condition. It's yeah. one that's strong, and you know his doctors don't think it's going to be an issue. But anything like that, teams are going to want oh, to get an up close look at it. So what you want to avoid then is, yeah, the local doctor said this, but we want our guy to get our hands on. Him. Now he's got to get on ten planes and go yeah. to which different they, teams. Which they do anyway, though. They do with unique cases, but it would be more widespread, and that was yeah. part of the issue with that a couple of years ago was you did not have trusted uh, medical. So again, so let's say even if you just had the medical here, but then you did the, the TV aspect of it, the on the phone stuff in LA, are teams still going to come in the same numbers? We already have some teams not coming to this event. If the teams aren't going, some of the players go, why would I work out when half the teams aren't? And then we start getting, this is the line you have to kind of walk in terms of making sure that this is a functional thing for clubs. It would be good for us though. At NFL Network, because if you bring everyone to LA, it's everyone comes into the studio, sits down. If you get all the first round picks to go do everything, and, right, yeah. 
Right. It would be content for which it would it months. would make a lot of sense. And our facility out there is amazing. The stadium is. is amazing. It is. But it was great to go there for the, the first time and meet everyone in our officers. Well, yeah, you, you stood on that box uh, on the sure on the patio deck there for the locker like, six room. Drinks. The locker room might be the coolest thing. In the guys like Greg building. Rosenthal has a locker. I mean, get out of here. Uh, it is. Like walking in, seeing all my suits. Kansas has a locker. Yeah. Come on. What are we doing? I don't know. That's a that's a brave new world, guys. Okay. That's, by the way, the guys you just mentioned are doing their podcast on a stage with celebrity right. guests. We're in a back room at a table next to the Gatorade thing. Okay, so let's not knock them. Great point. Great, Great point. point. They're big time. Um, yeah, the NFL Inside Report, though, we are uh, will make its way to the stage. A in curtained time. off area away okay. from everyone else. Very just, inside. Just to kind of keep you guys away from the gin pop out here, you know, to make sure you don't get hounded and just want to make this very comfortable and an inviting space for oh, you to yeah. share all of your intel, uh, which you're going to do right after this quick break here on NFL Inside Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, welcome back, everybody. NFL Inside Report rolling on here from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Rhett Lewis back here with our guys, Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero here. Kind of... Chatting about the process of the combine, the intel gathering at the top here into some of that uh, hard news as we have seen now this week that the situation in Arizona with the Cardinals has taken a ton of kind of twists and turns here with the Kyler Murray statement early in the week from the agent. Uh, and now we find out that Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach and GM, have both been extended uh, for a number yeah. of years with the organization. So uh, it feels like uh, that they are moving forward confidently in that brain trust. Um, Ian and, and then Tom, would love to get your thoughts on how this kind of has all come together with the Cardinals. Yeah, so it, it doesn't sound like this was something that got hammered out last night, for instance. It right. sounds like this at least had been done. Uh, so I would assume, knowing what I do about Eric Burkhardt, who is the agent for Cliff Kingsbury and also the agent for Kyler Murray, that he probably knew they were in a good place contract-wise with Cliff before doing anything with Kyler. At yeah. least to my brain, that would make some sense. Don't know that, but that would make some sense. Uh it also, you know, it, I think a lot of people were wondering the reaction of Kyler Murray. Would he be, like, pissed? Would he be like, why haven't they done me? Well, the reality is these guys helped make Kyler Murray who he is. Cliff Kingsbury's offense is part of the reason why Kyler Murray plays the way he does. So, yes, in a way, it's a little bit of a, like, what are they doing? Why didn't they do my extension? On the other hand, he knows the guys who are partly responsible for his success are going to be there for a very long time. Yeah. So it's like kind of weird news, but it's also very good news for Kyler Murray because this is stability for the guy who helped make him the quarterback he is. And in terms of Kyler, he's in a situation where he's seen other guys get paid. End of year three, you're eligible now for an extension. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, they all got paid. So from Murray's perspective here, he's due $5.5 million in 2022, which is the fourth year on his rookie deal. They'll obviously pick up the fifth-year option, too, if they don't have a sure. deal done by then. But he's due $5.5 million this fall. I do not anticipate that he's going to play for $5.5 million. So really, the Cardinals have to decide, 
Do you ramp up the negotiations now, which is earlier in the calendar than those guys got done? Most of those extensions get done after the draft or right before training camp. Do you try to get something done right now, which is going to be in line with the top of the quarterback market? So you're talking about $40 million plus. I don't know the specific uh, proposal that was made by Eric Burkhart, but certainly you would anticipate he wants to be paid like all the other guys who always get top of the market uh, type of money. Do you do that now or do you run the risk that for everything that's happened over the past couple of months, deleted Instagram photos, et cetera? How does he do that? Does he go through each photo and just do like somebody, somebody, somebody has got it. Somebody has is to there a program? It has to be a program. It's possible. You could wash them out. At any rate, <laughs> cutting me off there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so you've obviously got some level of tension here. We've reported on, you know, Garofolo's reported on some of the things that happened, uh, you know, after the season uh, that they made very clear to him that they want more from him in terms yeah. of leadership uh, and everything else. I find that, you know, a fascinating detail because every year, we talk about, you know, the quarterbacks in particular at this event. And so three years ago at the Combine, one of the topics I was talking about on TV was about um, the leadership angle with Kyler Murray, just because he's more to himself. Mm-hmm. He hung out with the baseball players at Oklahoma, you know, a quieter guy. He had just done some awkward interviews at the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying this to be critical of Kyler. The point is the Cardinals and every other team knew what he was. Yes. If you were expecting him to all of a sudden become Philip Rivers, no. that wasn't going to happen. So that was you who like- you went with for QB leadership? <laughs> well, I mean, he's an on. effusive guy. Everybody yeah. in the building yeah, feels yes, him all the time. It, that's why teams do the homework on these guys. Uh, so the Cardinals like n- knew what he was going to be. Whatever growth they, the owner may not think that he saw, obviously that's something that they're hoping to get. But this comes down to one thing for Kyler Murray, which is, the long-term contract commitment. And he's the rare player under this CBA who actually can carry it out if he wants to. And it's early. Carry what out? March 2nd. If he wanted to hold out, if he wanted to force their hand, he actually could do it. Because basically the way that it works, and this is the simplest version of this, yeah. but they can go after your, if you don't report on time and you're missing a set number of days, they can start fining you on a daily basis. Yep. comes out to a million or two in fines over the course of camp. And then go after your remaining bonus proration, which is about $5 million for Kyler Murray. So if you sit there on your Kyler Murray, you're paying back about $7 million. You're assuming your next contract, wherever that is, is going to be $100 million plus and then some. Yep. So you can sit there and go, if you want to train wreck the Cardinals, you have the ability to do it. Again, we're very early in what you had amounted to a warning shot from Eric Burkhart that, listen, if we don't get the commitment now, yeah. you're going to have problems on your hands. It's a unique situation because he also happens to represent the head coach who signs an extension. Um, but, right. it, you know, this is really, it's the balls in the Cardinals court. Are they going to say, yeah, all right, we're going to get Call this thing going. For, we're yeah. going to come up. Or are they going to go, we told you we're going to do this in the summer and then let Kyler Murray make the decision on what comes next. There's not a lot of precedent in our world for a quarterback going scorched earth against his own team, not showing up, having to deal with it all offseason. We've seen quarterbacks not always show up. I think Dak was not always there. In the spring. In the spring. Yeah. Guys, guys, guys don't not, hold out in camp right. no. because it's so punitive and, under the current CBA. And because they're quarterbacks like yeah. it would be very unlike i can't even can you think of the last time someone like came close to doing it? i honestly can't you mean like in training there have been a lot of players that have threatened it sure but but like quarterbacks like kirk cousins never got an extension but was always sort of like i'll be fine i'll play it and his contract status is like legendary i honestly cannot it's just not right. like because because really i i do not think from what i know that the cardinals have a question of should we pay Kyler. 
I don't think that's a question. They feel confident he's they their feel guy. They feel he is their guy. It's really a matter of timing and level. Yeah. Like, how, how much? Um, but the playoff performance wasn't great. The end of the year performance wasn't great. For the second straight year. Second straight year. There's leadership Against stuff. the team that won the Super Bowl. Let's not forget, too. Sure. Also true. But also a team true. they did beat earlier in the year. Right. Yeah. But so it's, it's an interesting. Like, I think they will pay him. It's not a slam dunk, though. And what if they don't agree on value? And then does he say, I don't care that I'm the quarterback. I'm not going to show. It's just, I don't the, But the levels, like when you're talking about the levels of the money and that the market is the $40 million a year, I mean, like, are they like, okay, well, we only want to give him $38 million. I mean, like, it's, it's Well, and then the point would new? be, if you're not going to pay him like the franchise quarterback, <laughs> just yawning over there. Sorry. Um, if you're not going to pay As him. As we covered previously, listen, it was right. a long night. Think about this, too. The salary cap is at. 208 point something million yep. this year, right? 208.2, I think it is. Thanks for remembering your own reporting. Yeah, thanks. Um, 2023, it's going to go up. 2024, we don't know what the number is going to be, but hypothetically, with gambling revenue, yeah. 18th game, extra playoff spot, new TV deals kicking in, Amazon deal kicking in, yeah. all those things, the cap, it wouldn't shock me if the cap's $250 million right. in two years. Right. So if you're Kyler, why would you, just on principle, take a deal that's not at the top of the market? In other words, because the market is going to go so far up from here. Yeah. And you know, we'll have a $50 million a year quarterback in the not-too-distant future. So just from a pure economic standpoint. I mean, if, Roger, saying, if Rogers gets done, here's the other thing. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but you are talking very long. Um, let's say Aaron Rodgers gets done and raises the bar for quarterbacks. It right. actually makes sense for Kyler to wait. So I know he wants right, but you've got, Yeah, so you've got a motivated player who's saying, I want to get the contract now, but he's not going to take below the number right, knowing that right. the market is only going to go up in the next couple of years. Uh, let's move on to another quarterback, though, here uh, where we had some news. I mean, there was the Dak Prescott news, but it sounds like that's fairly minor. Yeah, Do you guys agree that's not really I the shoulder? I talked to a very, yeah. very well-connected source in the know, and the pertinent question that he asked me about Dak Prescott was, is he left-handed? Right, and I which said, he is not. No. So this okay, is unrelated then. to the shoulder thing in training yeah, camp last year. I'm sure he's fine. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, sounds like the shoulder surgery was something that was a bit of a surprise to kind of all parties. Yeah. So he this had been bothering him kind of down the stretch and last couple of games. And I think the thought was that he would have surgery on his thumb yeah. and rehab his shoulder. Turns out that they believe he can rehab his thumb and needed surgery on the shoulder. And John Lynch was saying, you know, I would never describe it as minor, but he'll be fine. And hopefully that is the case but like here's the timeline he has surgery next week it is a torn capsule in his throwing shoulder he can't throw for 16 weeks 16 weeks 16 weeks he cannot throw so if you're a team that trades for jimmy garoppolo you say i am trading a say second rounder third rounder plus whatever it is for a guy who can't throw for 16 weeks the spring is shot but he's ready for training camp even though you'll probably theoretically everything has to Everything has to be perfect, but yes, yeah. he could be ready. So barring a setback, he will be ready. So originally, I'm like, well, may- that means that probably won't trade him in the su- until the summer or trade deadline, which is all possible. However, let's say you are a team that needs a quarterback and you just have to have a quarterback. Yeah. Do you go, there is risk, but I'm going to take it because I have to have a quarterback. Right, like if you're, yeah, let's, you know, like think, think the about Bucks the teams. So it'd be, uh, it'd be the, you know, I don't know, Bucks are not going to do Garoppolo, but um, you know, let's say Washington. Is it? 
Saints. Saints would be another one to consider. You know, do the Steelers go get a veteran? Right. Like, does some team go, I'm going to pay him the money and assume the risk, but, the but reason, I have to know I get one before free agency. Yeah, but that, that, that's still a risk, right? So that, that yeah. doesn't solve your I have to get one problem. Because right. you're not when you even if you do get him, you're not right. But then what if you him. don't? Then you try to draft one, you don't have one, and then you go through the season with a guy you not come to it. <laughs> Carson Wentz coming off statistically one of the worst seasons a quarterback could have, garnered a essentially a first, first round, round pick, pick and a third or fourth whatever yeah. it was a first round yeah. pick and more coming off one of the worst seasons. Right, this is a good Let the league in ints. Yep. So. It's always, and particularly this year, a seller's market. There are so many teams that don't have an answer quarterback. There are a bunch of names who potentially could be moved, Mm -hmm. but no guarantees that they will be. So if you've got Garoppolo or maybe you've got Carson Wentz, you may get more in this market than you would other places, particularly when free agency, there's not a lot of clear answers. There's guys like Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, former high picks, Cam Newton. But you're not looking at any of those guys probably as this is the long-term answer walking in. Mitch Trubisky might be the one who does the best out of the entire group. Well, that's, that, and, then yeah. the dra- and then the draft God, is the not, Trubisky not a lot of answers, too. sweepstakes are going to be fascinating because you know that somebody thinks he's going to be a starter. Is this like a Mike Glennon thing? No. I mean, Trubisky's I mean, he's been a Pro Bowler before. Glennon had never played before the Bears gave him the... 18 million yeah. guaranteed I still think, or whatever it was. I still think no, that was a huge, it was more than that. It was three for 45, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it was 18 guaranteed. Oh, yeah, that's right. yeah. Anyway, I still think he got screwed. There was drops and there was some okay. passes early on. We're not here to debate the validity of Mike Glennon here. No, but so, no, with Trubisky, he's had some productivity. He was so he's super polarizing. athletic. Yeah. Yeah. And like young, still really young. Like I have no idea, but I would assume he signed as a starter. So Garoppolo, Trubisky, Wentz, if he does become available, Trubisky's the one that stands out as maybe the most attractive. In free at the agency, moment. he probably is yeah. just because you I don't mean, have to give up a draft kick. Jameis is coming off a significant injury. Yeah, um, Mariota just has never been able to stay healthy. He's obviously very talented. Yeah, there's yeah. so much good there that like never can stay never can stay on the field, which is why I don't think you can bet. Cam. I mean, I you saw Cam the second yeah. half of last season. Yeah. He'll he'll be somewhere if he wants to be, and if somebody's willing him to give him money. Yeah. But if you know, I don't think he's playing for the minimum. He certainly wasn't last year. So, you know, all that fits together. And then the draft, there's not anybody who's in debate for the number one pick. I mean, not even close. Right. I mean, the people can't get pushed up the board. But like, there's no guarantee we'll have a quarterback taken in the top ten. Correct. At this stage, top yeah. twenty. Maybe I think somebody like will get one somebody in the goes 20. in the top twenty. There's too yeah. many too many QB needy teams in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. it'll be a process. Steelers. Malik Willis seems like the one who's getting pushed up a little bit. Yeah, right now, but it's it's really early. So all that is to say, if you're a team that needs one, and I had this conversation with multiple head coaches. Yeah. this week, one of them I said like, you know, you're going to get a quarterback, and the answer I got was we're going to have to trade for one. Because you look at the draft, you look at free agency, there's no answers. So if you need a quarterback, Clear. you swing big in yeah. the trades in terms of what Which you Which coach was that? <laughs> Can't tell you. Well, the Bucks seem to think that the trading for any quarterback, according to Jason Light and Bruce Arians, uh, this week is uh, not going to be the easiest thing on planet Earth. It's not going to be. Yeah. No, because you have to give up so much. Yeah. So who has the assets to do it? I mean, the teams have multiple first-round picks Eagles. here. The Eagles. But although, they're not going to. I mean, that's the certainly the message that they've been putting out yeah. is that Jalen Hurts is the guy. The Jets just drafted Zach it. Wilson. The Giants, at least publicly, are very much committed yep. to Daniel Jones. I mean, those are the teams with multiple high first-round picks. Yeah. So, Lions, 2-32. and 32. Lions would make some sense. 
Except the See? Lions are financially tied to Jared Goff for another year. I think right. he's twenty seven. So they look so. more like a team that could draft one rather yes. than trade for uh, one. Uh, yeah, I, I would anticipate the Lions stand in. They take the best edge available at two, and then at thirty two, you got a bunch of different options. They could take a quarterback. Take a nice spot for a guy they like. Could yeah. be a wide receiver no, somewhere down years. there. Could be a corner. I disagree. Why? I have you. I have. A, I have a, a very few uh, hot takes. This is my like draft hot take. Okay. That you should never take a quarterback in the second round. I'm not because that's not the second round. Lions. What? They're, oh, you're, oh, you're talking. Thirty-two. They got the ramp. Oh, There's thirty-two thinking, teams in the NFL. Thinking, no, Tom, I was thinking the what next are we doing? Pick. I'm thinking the next. Thirty-three. I'm thinking. Thirty-four. I'm thinking. When do they pick? Thirty. They're they thirty-four. Thirty-five. In the I was round. thinking. I thought or, you meant thirty-four. Thirty-two would make some sense. Okay, thank you. So, so there was expansion in the mid '90s. <laughs> no, I the NFL had the Jaguars. <laughs> And the Panthers. And Weird. Later, you might have heard the Browns moved to Baltimore. It was <laughs> that wild. And then they gave the Browns, they gave Cleveland I remember Tom Coughlin was one of the coaches, and Sports Illustrated did a big thing about how he wouldn't let his coaches wear sunglasses because he wanted the players to see the whites of their the eyes. eyes. And baby. everybody thought that was totally normal and okay. Anyway. And we're going to end on that note. And then he went to New York and won two uh, Super Bowls. exposed so. from the Jaguars. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you That's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Uh, always great to have Ian and Tom with us. Fantastic insight. Love getting a little bit of that behind-the-curtain type of insight on how some of these stories and some of these relationships and connections are forged here in the great city and wonderful great city of Indianapolis and wonderful state of Indiana, regardless of whatever Ian says. Thanks for being with us. Reminder to download, rate, review our show on the iHeartRadio app, on the Apple Podcasts app, wherever you get your pods. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back with you next week for our producers, Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka. I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. Catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.